0: A quick announcement about the Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to the Brief podcast as well as the Sherlock's podcast, as we'll be moving the Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search the Brief podcast in your podcast app and hit subscribe to stay informed. Time, Paul. Never get around to watching or reading the news, where you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be. Well, The Brief Daily from sheerlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed.
1: Today is the 10th of May, and these are the main stories this week. President Donald Trump announced on Tuesday the US will pull out of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. The agreement commits the Middle Eastern country to freezing its development of nuclear weapons in exchange for reduced economic sanctions. Trump said the agreement failed to address Iran's destabilizing role in the Middle East and was poorly negotiated so that Iran could still be on the brink of acquiring a nuclear weapon, even if it fully agreed to the terms. Trump's desire to undo the work of his predecessor, Barack Obama, may have also played a role in the decision. He previously pulled the U.S. out of the Obama-era Trans-Pacific Partnership and the Paris Climate Change Agreement. As a result, the U.S. will reintroduce the highest level of sanctions on Iran and on any foreign companies doing business there. Iran's Supreme Leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has called Trump's decision a mistake, while Iranian President Hassan Rouhani has said the country will resume its nuclear program if the deal collapses without U.S. support. The UK, France and Germany remain committed to the deal and hope to continue it without the US. Prime Minister Theresa May and her European counterparts said the deal remains important in preventing nuclear proliferation in the Middle East and benefiting the citizens of Iran through reducing sanctions. Trump's announcement has, however, been welcomed by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who was a fierce critic of the agreement. Like Trump, Netanyahu argues the deal does not contain sufficient safeguards to prevent Iran from reaching nuclear capability or address Iran's other destructive activities, such as its support for Lebanese extremist group Hezbollah, which is a sworn enemy of Israel. The Prime Minister suffered a shock defeat on the EU withdrawal bill in the House of Lords on Tuesday night. Peers voted in favour of an amendment that would give MPs a vote on remaining in the European economic area, through which the UK could retain access to Europe's internal market. Labour peers had been instructed to abstain, but 83 defied the whip to back the amendment, along with 17 Conservatives. The defeat marked the latest in a string of amendments added to the bill by the Lords. They will each be considered and voted on by MPs when the bill returns to the Commons. The defeat came amid a series of high-profile attacks from senior ministers on the government's customs policy. Theresa May favours a customs partnership in which the UK would obey EU rules at the border and collect tariffs on behalf of Brussels, On Tuesday, Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson called the proposal crazy, and the recently appointed Home Secretary, Sajid Javid, has also expressed concerns. London resident Pratana Morgan has called for an end to violence in the capital after her 17-year-old son, Raheem Ainsworth Barton, was shot dead in Kennington in South London on Saturday evening. His death is the latest in a spate of violent crimes in the capital that has seen police investigate more than 60 alleged murders since the beginning of the year. Last weekend, two boys aged 13 and 15 sustained head injuries in a shooting in Wildstone, and a 22-year-old man was shot in a separate incident in Lewisham. Two men and a boy were also taken to hospital following an acid attack in Hackney. Last month, former Home Secretary Amber Rudd launched a clampdown on violent crime, which has been rising steadily since 2014. The proposals will be backed by £40 million in Home Office funding and a new bill to ban the sale of acid to under-18s. UK News. Jeremy Corbyn's party failed to make the large gains it had anticipated in last week's local elections. Labour failed to take several key targets from the Conservatives, including Wandsworth in London, but won back others such as Plymouth. The Tories, meanwhile, gained control of Derby and Basildon in Essex. Analysts say the Conservatives benefited from a collapse in the UKIP vote in pro-Brexit areas. There was disruption at some polling stations after a new ID pilot scheme led to a number of people being turned away from voting because they did not have adequate identification. Some fear the scheme could disenfranchise the elderly, who may not be able to return to the station, or young people who lack the relevant ID. Some members of the public, due to attend the royal wedding this month, are angry that they will not be provided with food on the day. The royal family has written to more than a thousand invitees, who were handpicked by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, encouraging them to bring their own picnics to Windsor Castle, in a move some have described as unfathomable. Many of those selected are from disadvantaged backgrounds, including inner-city youth workers from Coventry and community leaders from Bolton. They will not attend the ceremony itself, but have been invited into the grounds of Windsor Castle on the 19th of May to watch the royal couple and guests arrive. The temperate house at Kew Gardens opened to the public last Saturday, following a five-year renovation. During the process, more than 10,000 plants were replanted and 15,000 panes of glass replaced, Sir David Attenborough has described the result of the £41 million project as a breathtakingly beautiful space. The UK enjoyed record-breaking temperatures on Monday with a high of 28.7 degrees Celsius recorded at RAF Northolt in West London. It marks the hottest early Maybank holiday since the holiday was introduced in 1978. South East England, the Midlands and East Anglia were the warmest areas. However, temperatures in the high 20s were the exception rather than the rule for the UK as a whole. Scotland and Wales saw their hottest day of the year so far, with highs of 23.1 degrees and 25.7 degrees, respectively. Kensington Palace released two images of Prince Louis on Friday. One of the pictures shows Princess Charlotte cradling her newborn brother at their family home. The photograph was taken by the Duchess of Cambridge on Prince Charlotte's third birthday on the 2nd of May. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have previously released pictures to mark milestones in the lives of their three children, such as their birthdays and Prince George's first day at school. The Resolution Foundation has called for every Briton to receive £10,000 when they turn 25. The think tank says the policy would help fix the broken intergenerational contract between millennials and baby boomers, who have typically done better from the housing market and pensions. The payment would be funded by changes to inheritance tax and could help young people get on the property ladder or start a business. British Rail companies have launched a public consultation to make ticketing fairer and easier to use. The Rail Delivery Group says the current system is too complex, with around 55 million different fares. A streamlined ticketing system could include tickets covering other modes of transport, such as buses and trams, and more flexible tickets for part-time workers. The industry has pledged that average fares will not rise as a result of any reform. The consultation will launch next month and run until September. A public ballot has opened for 1,000 places at a memorial service for renowned physicist Stephen Hawking. The ashes of the physicist, who died on the 14th of March at the age of 76, will be interred at Westminster Abbey between the graves of Sir Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin. The public ballot for the service on the 15th of June has been organised by Hawking's three children and the Stephen Hawking Foundation. His daughter Lucy has said it will give her father's many admirers a chance to join in the service. Dame Barbara Windsor, star of EastEnders and the Carry On films, has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Her husband, Scott Mitchell, had kept the news secret since they were first told four years ago, but decided to make it public as her symptoms have grown worse in recent weeks. The 80-year-old actress was made an MBE in 2000 and a dame in 2015 for services to drama. In business news, car manufacturer Tesla posted a record $709 million US dollars net loss in the first quarter of 2018. The company spent a total of $745 million in cash as it struggled to roll out large volumes of its Model 3 mass-market electric car. The loss comes despite revenues jumping 26% to $34 billion. The announcement raised questions about the company's future, but CEO Elon Musk has insisted it is likely the firm will make a profit by September. Despite his assurances, shares fell 5% of the news. BT has announced around 13,000 job cuts over the next three years in the wake of an accounting scandal and an uncertain financial performance. The cuts, which the company hopes will save £800 million, are part of a new corporate strategy unveiled by Chief Executive Gavin Peterson on Thursday. Last year, BT was charged £225 million after it admitted overstating the profits of its Italian unit for a number of years. In tech news, last Friday, Twitter instructed its 330 million users to change their passwords after a glitch exposed some passwords on the site's internal network. The social platform has said an internal investigation found no indication passwords were stolen by insiders, but nevertheless warned users to consider changing their codes out of caution. Twitter did not reveal how many passwords were affected. CEO Jack Dorsey has since tweeted to say the bug was fixed. An investigation into a fatal crash involving a self-driving Uber found the vehicle may have spotted the pedestrian who died, but ignored her regardless. The self-driving car, which killed 49-year-old Elaine Hertzberg in Arizona in March, saw the pedestrian as a false positive and therefore did not deem her a risk. Following the news, Uber said that a top-to-bottom safety review will continue. The ride-hailing company has been banned from testing its autonomous cars in Arizona. Sports news. Sir Alex Ferguson is being treated at Salford Royal Hospital after undergoing emergency surgery for a brain haemorrhage. The 76-year-old was taken ill at home last Saturday night and is now recovering from the operation, which is said to have gone very well. He left intensive care on Wednesday but will remain in hospital for rehabilitation treatment. Sir Alex retired as Manchester United manager in May 2013 after winning 38 trophies during his 26-year career. Manchester United has thanked fans for the countless messages of support for Sir Alex. Numerous current and former players have sent their best wishes, including Wayne Rooney, who wrote Get Well Soon, Boss, and goalkeeper Edwin van der Sar, whose wife Anne-Marie made a full recovery following a brain hemorrhage in 2009. Former Chelsea FC coaches Gwyn Williams and Graham Ricks are facing numerous allegations of racially abusing young players in the 1970s, 80s and 90s. Seven former players have accused Williams or of historical abuse, with one saying the pair made his life hell. The former coaches deny any and all allegations of racism. Chelsea says it is taking the allegations extremely seriously and has promised a full investigation. In cultural news, the Nobel Prize for Literature will not be awarded this year amid an ongoing sexual assault scandal. The decision followed a string of allegations against the French photographer Jean-Claude Arnon, who's the husband of Academy member and poet Katarina Frostenson. The Swedish Academy said it needs to take time to recover public confidence and will award two prizes in 2019. Earlier last week, the US Oscars Academy announced the expulsion of disgraced comedian Bill Cosby and director Roman Polanski. Cosby was convicted of sexual assault last month, while Polanski admitted statutory rape of a 13-year-old in 1977. The Cannes Film Festival, which opened on Tuesday, has banned guests from taking selfies on the red carpet. Anyone who violates the regulation faces being shut out of screenings. The festival is also working with the French government to set up a sexual assault support helpline in the wake of the Me Too scandal over abuse in Hollywood. The decision follows allegations that producer Harvey Weinstein raped one actress and behaved inappropriately to others while attending previous festivals. This year's Cannes jury is headed by Cate Blanchett and will feature actress Kristen Stewart, star of the Twilight films. In health news, the NHS has announced that new and expectant mothers in England will be able to access mental health help more easily within the next year. More than £20 million will be spent on services in underserved parts of the country, building on £40 million which was committed by the government in 2016. One in five women experience a perinatal mental health problem, which occurs either during pregnancy or within a year of birth. The NHS warns that if left untreated, maternal mental health issues can have significant effects on the woman and her family, as well as on the long-term well-being of her child. People living in England and Scotland can get cocaine delivered to their front door quicker than a takeaway pizza. More than a third of cocaine users surveyed said they could get the drug delivered within half an hour, while only 12% of people in England and 20% in Scotland said they could get a pizza delivered in this time. Dealers are competing for customers through product quality and delivery times, but experts warn higher purity and easy access is likely to lead to escalating use and danger for users. Researchers have discovered a potential new cure for baldness using a drug originally intended to treat osteoporosis. The new drug contains a compound which targets a protein known to play a role in baldness. Project leader Dr Nathan Hawkshaw has said the research could make a real difference to people's lives. Neither of the two drugs currently available to treat balding are available on the NHS and they are not always effective so patients often resort to hair transplant surgery. An Ebola outbreak has been declared in the Democratic Republic of the Congo after two cases of the virus were confirmed and 17 deaths reported. The deaths in the town of Bikoro come more than a year after an outbreak in the country killed four people. In 2014, more than 11,000 people were killed by the disease in Guinea, Sierra Leone and Liberia in West Africa. Peter Salama, a representative from the World Health Organization, has said the body is aiming to coordinate a fast response to the outbreak with local officials. Elsewhere in the world New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman has abruptly resigned following accusations he physically assaulted four women he was romantically involved with. Two of the women have spoken openly about the alleged abuse to the New York newspaper. Schneiderman recently gained attention as a vocal critic of the Trump administration and for supporting the Me Too movement against sexual harassment. The 63-year-old lawyer strongly contests the allegations, but says he decided to resign because the claims will prevent him from leading the office's work at a critical time. North Korea has freed three U.S. citizens from prison ahead of an historic summit between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump in the coming weeks. The goodwill gesture came as U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo travelled to Pyongyang on Wednesday to make final arrangements for the talks, which are likely to focus on denuclearization in the region. American citizens Kim Hak-song, Tony Kim and Kim dong Ju had been jailed for anti-state activities and placed in labour camps for over a year. They are all said to be in good health, At least 95 people died and scores more were injured after dust storms hit the northern Indian states of Uttar Pradesh and Rajasthan. The storms disrupted electricity, uprooted trees, destroyed houses and killed livestock. Many of the dead were sleeping when their houses were struck by intense bursts of lightning. Falling trees were also responsible for a number of deaths. Dust storms are common in the north of India during the summer months, but loss of life on such a large scale is unusual. Hemant Gira, Secretary for Disaster Management and Relief in Rajasthan, has said the destruction is the worst he's seen in 20 years in the role. The Rajasthan state government has announced the families of the dead will receive 400,000 rupees in compensation. The Kilauea volcano has been violently erupting on Hawaii's largest island since last Friday. Lava has overtaken more than 100 acres and destroyed more than 60 structures in the Pune district, forcing the evacuation of around 1,700 people. Kilauea is one of the world's most active volcanoes and has been slowly erupting for the last 35 years. Hawaii has become the first US state to pass a bill banning the sale of any sunscreens containing certain chemicals which are known to harm coral reefs. The chemicals are used in over 3,500 of the most popular sunscreen products. Scientists say they contribute to coral bleaching, a process in which corals lose their colour with a catastrophic effect on marine life. Democratic Senator Mike Gabbard said the bill shows Hawaii is on the cutting edge by banning these dangerous chemicals. The state governor must sign the bill before it comes into force. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was angered during a diplomatic dinner in Israel last week when dessert was served in a shoe. After a day of high-level meetings, the Japanese leader and his wife attended a festive meal with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu when a selection of chocolates was served in a black leather shoe. Abe was particularly offended as Japanese culture has strict rules against wearing shoes indoors. A caterpillar that has devastated agriculture in Africa is set to spread into southern Europe for the first time and could even reach the UK. The fall army worm has cost African economies billions of pounds in crop losses since the pest was first spotted on the continent two years ago. The devastation has prompted fears of a humanitarian crisis as families face destitution. It is unclear how the worm crossed the Atlantic from its natural habitat in the Americas. Governments in the US, Brazil, Argentina and Mexico have spent hundreds of millions of dollars attempting to contain the pest. Our facts of the week are, fish oil is often touted as a way of significantly boosting heart health, but research suggests this may not be the case. A major review found fish oil and omega-3 supplements offer no significant protection from heart problems and may be a waste of money. The Swedish government has caused global outrage after it revealed Swedish meatballs, the country's national dish and a favourite at IKEA outlets, are in fact Turkish. The meatball dish is based on a recipe King Charles XII brought back to Sweden from Turkey in the early 18th century. Sharks like jazz music. Australian scientists taught the carnivorous fish to associate music with food rewards and found the sharks were far more responsive to jazz music than any other kind. The study backs up anecdotal evidence that sharks can associate the sound of boat engines with food, helping them to hunt. And finally, Scots have taken to social media to express their anger after a Trump resort in Ayrshire banned the nation's favourite soft drink, Iron Brew, from its premises. Trump Turnberry feared the bright orange drink could stain the property's expensive carpets. One member of the public accused the US president of declaring war on Scotland over the decision.
0: That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.